Take number three. <laughs> We've uh, had some some connection uh, problems and then an, an interruption, but I think third time's the charm is what they say. So uh, here we go, Christian. Um, We've decided to start off the podcast with a new segment and we're calling it successes and failures because that's what we'll be going over and kind of some things that went well in our week, some things that didn't go well. And we really wanted to include the failures because we think that they're just as important as the successes. And the reasoning why we wanted to include this into the podcast is we think that it would give you uh, a bit more insight into our lives and kind of uh, why certain things are coming up in our life and some certain thoughts that we are bringing forward um, and also just to help you get to know us a little bit better um, as well as provide a bit of entertainment. So um, Christian, you want to start? Sure thing, man. Sure thing. <laughs> All right, let's go. Third time. We got it right. Um, yeah, so to start off with the beginning uh, I'd start at the beginning of the day. So I've been fairly successful this week in getting up early enough so that I have a couple hours every single morning before I start work to myself. Um, so I've been getting up, I'd say between 5.30 and 6 every day. I've been out of bed by that time. And then off to my like morning movement, my writing and breathing, and then some yoga. And then I'm chilling for like half an hour, 45 minutes, sometimes an hour before I started work. I also started work every single day before nine this week. Um, started the new job. So this has been week two and it's been fairly intense. So I've had some successes and failures there as well. Um, success, I've made it through week two. <laughs> That's been successful. Um, one of the failures, and it's, I think it's worth noting, I think a lot of failures in general, but specifically with these ones right now, they're short-term bumps in the road more than they're failures that stop you and halt you in your tracks and in your process or in your progression. In fact, I think in many ways they enhance your progression because like if everything's going well that means you're doing everything right which means essentially you kind of already know how to do what you're doing so you're not learning but when you make a mistake that's when you've done something wrong so that's when you've had a failure and that's been essentially an opportunity to learn so you've got a chance to improve something about yourself you didn't you weren't where you could be essentially and so this week we were supposed to have a quiz halfway through the week on the Wednesday to check in with where we're at partially. And we had to, um, sorry, we had to share a speech with our manager and kind of have it in a free flowing, relaxed format, but still get all the points across and keep it smooth. And I find when I'm speaking with my manager, I tend to get a little bit more flustered than normal. I think I, anyways, I might be putting a little more pressure on myself 
And I think I do better when I'm relaxed versus when I'm stressed. That's just how I operate and function better from what I've noticed so far in my life. And yeah, and on the Tuesday night, the manager said that uh, my partner and I weren't ready for the quiz, which was supposed to be on the Wednesday and pushed it to the Friday. And that really frustrated me because I felt like I wasn't where the expectations were for us to be. And so in a way I'd let myself down and the other people around me down. And that was really frustrating uh, and emotionally stressful because now I was super focused on the fact that I wasn't where I should be and that I'd have to kind of rehearse for this quiz on what Friday. And I ended up not doing very well. I got a pass on the quiz, but in my mind, it's not really a pass because he wants me to do the, there's seven key points that we had to discuss in separate terms. And he wants me to do the top four again. So it's so like I passed because I can keep do, going on with the other learning programs, but I have to go back and do that again. So yeah, that's like a, a somewhat failure, but like I said, I've got a chance to do it again. So I've got the opportunity to actually really prove what I'm capable of to myself more than to anyone else. But yeah, so that was frustrating. And I'd say that was a bit of a failure. Another failure. So Marcus and I, we have a blog website that we slowly are starting to build out. It's called The Deep End. And we'll definitely be sharing more about it here in the future. And part of that is that we came up with a schedule to post on a weekly basis. And I've failed to, to do that. Um, and there's some reasons that I could say like why that's been, but at the end of the day, it's, it's the way I see it is it's a lack of discipline on my end and that's okay, but it's a, somewhere I want to get better. Um, and quickly just to wrap it up another couple of successes, both successes and failures, my shoulders, or have been bothering me recently. So I haven't been able to climb, which is something I really love to do. And I haven't really been able to exercise as much as I like to either. Like I've just been kind of doing these very easy, relaxed exercises. And I could be doing more because I could be doing more squats and like stuff that doesn't really involve the shoulder as much. So I know I could be doing better, but still it's been frustrating, but I'm glad to start to see some improvement on my shoulders. And I hope to yeah, to kind of get back into action soon because I'm excited for that. And uh, yeah, so that's been my week. I hope I didn't speak too slowly there. I'm trying to work on that. Uh, Koos, what's up with you? Uh, that was great. It's, uh, great stuff to hear. And uh, just kind of touching on on what you're saying, I, I think that, you know, we often, we often do care about what what others think about us and, and, and kind of how our actions affect others. But at a certain point, there is also um, how that makes you feel individually, like internally. And I, I feel like with failure, there, there's, there's a different pain that comes with it when you're failing yourself compared to failing others. And in certain, some situations like that, that, internal failure feeling can be so much more frustrating and if you fail someone else it's almost at least for me it's a different dynamic it's more frustration while 
if I fail someone else, it's more disappointment, I would say. Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's interesting the different emotions you feel with that. Uh, yeah, really interesting. I like that you bring that up. I think it's a hard line to draw between failing yourself and others. Yeah. Because I think sometimes when you fail others, you feel like you've also failed yourself. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. But yeah. But yeah, that, that was great. Um, very detailed. I don't know if I have as much to, to talk about, but um, I'll start with, with the failures. Um, this week, I, I feel like I've, I've really let myself down with my, my discipline and, and kind of my mentality. Um, my mindset, it's been pretty lazy. Um, I got in a good stretch a few weeks ago of, of really acting upon thoughts. And I, I wrote a bit about this in an article that we're gonna be publishing in the deep end. But essentially, whenever I use the term should, it became, I will. And that was really important for me that I was acting upon those thoughts. Um, and, and it really empowered me. And recently, whenever the term should came around, you know, I would have a little debate with myself. Ooh, like, do I act on it? Or yeah. am I too tired to do it? Or am I not feeling like, am I just not feeling like doing it? And recently I've been drifting more to that side, which has been uh, a bit disappointing that I'm letting and frustrating that I'm letting myself down like that. Um, so that's, that's kind of been one of my failures. Um, another one would be this, this was a bit of a failure, but then I would also say there's a bit of an element of success in it. Um, on my Instagram, I shared a post about um, just kind of the, there was a sexual assault incident that, that happened, I believe, in England. And a lot of people are sharing about um, sexual harassment, sexual assault. And I felt disappointed in myself that I didn't speak out about it um, earlier. I'd seen all these people posting it, mostly women posting it. Um, and I really want to be a leader on Instagram and, and kind of speak up when, you know, some people might not be, um, especially like I wasn't seeing many men post about it. And so mm -hmm. I posted it and I would say I was probably a couple of days too late to acknowledge that I should be posting and that type of thing. So that, that was a bit of a failure on my end. But where the success comes into it, it was actually admitting my failure on on social media yeah. and saying, you know, I, I'm disappointed in myself that it's taken me this long to actually write about this. Um, yeah. And with that, I would say that's a success because I think it's tough to recognize your failures publicly um, and it takes practice. And with that, I... I made the first step of actually doing it and hopefully I can make it more of a consistent thing because like this podcast, I'd really like to start sharing my highs and lows on, on social media. It's going to take time to get comfortable doing it, but um, you got to start somewhere. So, so that's a, a small success. Um, in terms of, of my kind of work life, 
I've met her on the podcast before, but I, I, uh, I'm the president of a sports management committee at, at Concordia University. And we actually held our first athlete branding workshop to high school athletes. Um, so that was a big success to get that off the, off the ground and get that running. Um, essentially, it was a workshop on personal branding as well as how to get recruited to the university sports level. Um, I didn't conduct the workshop, but I, I, I sat in on it and was really proud of my team uh, with the way that they were able to, to go about that. Uh, so that was a success. And then another success for me was, um, was actually writing this article that we're going to be posting on the deep end. I've been Dude, talking to Christian about it for a few weeks now and, and just hadn't found the time to do it. And then I really just set some time aside to, to do it and to, to get it done. And it was pretty rewarding to, to see it come together. And once I did writing it, it just flowed. So that was nice. And I'm really excited to share it. And um, so that, that would be a success for me. Failure, I would say, uh, there was one day of the week where I just didn't get outside and, you know, it's important to get outside, get some fresh air and, and get your body moving. And on Thursday, I spent the whole day in, in class, Zoom meetings, watching TV, watching a soccer game, like, and I, uh, I wish I had gotten outside because I think that's something important to do every day. So that's kind of been my, my successes and failures, whether they're micro or macro. And that's something that Christian, or, Christian and I are, are going to try and do with these. This segment is, yeah. you know, share the big wins or the little wins and share the big losses and the little losses because they all add up to something and it's important to, to reflect on all of them. Yeah, 100%, man. I think that was a great little reflection there. Uh you know, it was interesting when I saw your post, Marcus, it made me reflect. And I was like, and I felt like I was falling short. And that's great, I think, because I saw your post and you're like, I, I haven't seen very many guys post about this. Um, I feel like you, this is how I remember what you said. Or maybe you can share what you said, actually, if you remember it you probably remember it better than I do um essentially I said I'm trying to remember exactly what I word for word what I said but I don't think I'll be able to um essentially you know this this is kind of a, a man like okay I remember it now so recently I I, I saw a friend of mine on Instagram share how she was angry that not more men were sharing posts about the sexual assault and sexual harassment. And I'm disappointed in myself that it has taken me this long. And so, and I feel embarrassed that I, I haven't shared it yet. And I apologize for that. I want to try to be a better ally moving forward. This stuff is not acceptable. Um, and this is a, a man's problem. So we need to be the ones that are speaking up on this instead of the woman. They can, 
they can make all the awareness they want, but in the end, we're the ones that are putting harmful actions into these women's lives. Mm-hmm. So it's us that need to change our actions. We need to be the ones that, you know, are crossing the street to make the girl feel comfortable. And we need to be the ones that offer rides home to our friends that are our, our girlfriends that are walking home. And these little things can make a big difference into their lives. Uh, so it's us that really need to start making the change. And, you know, if, if, if you're not willing to accept that, I think you're part of the problem. I, I think that that term comes around a lot with the, a lot of these social justice uh, awareness and acceptance <laughs> yeah yeah like a lot of it's kind of like if you're not doing this you're part of the problem and i think that comes around a lot and sometimes it's justified sometimes it's not um but i have to say these things do go a long way even yesterday when i was walking it was during the day it wasn't even at night yeah and i I thought, you know what, I'll cross over the street just to do it like it doesn't, <laughs> no impact on me, no, no more effort that I need, like, I don't need to put in any extra effort or anything. <laughs> I'm not saying that you should only do it when there's no effort. You should put some effort into doing it because it can go a long way for people. But these, these posts, they do, they do make a difference. They do get people thinking. They do get people talking like we are now. Yeah. And that's kind of the power of social media. Um, even though it does have so many weaknesses, there are some some benefits to it. Definitely, definitely. That was a more detailed description of, of what I said. Mine was a lot more concise. Um, but those were my general thoughts on, on the topic. I love it, man. I think it's good. I mean, we have an opportunity to elaborate a bit here. You may as well use it. Um, yeah, and definitely like, I, it hit me, man, seeing it because I I realized like I wasn't I hadn't done anything either, and it was it was an interesting pill to try and swallow, you know. Um, realizing that you've let yourself down, I think is always harder when you're. I don't know. It's hard for the ego to take, especially when you're told by other people, I think, for myself at least. Yeah, I think I was a bit harsh, but at the same time, sometimes it's the it truth. Was pathetic. It was pathetic of, of how few men I saw share. I only saw, before I shared it, I only saw one other guy share it. Mm. And then it's interesting because if yesterday comes out a video of the men's NCAA basketball weight room, I saw, yeah, I was fucked. NCAA weight room. And I, I shared it on my Instagram as well. And essentially, it's a, the men's have a world-class weight room. It's fucking nuts. And then the girls have literally 10 dumbbells and a yoga mat. And, like, I've seen better home gyms than that. And you start seeing all these guys posting about it because it involves sports, you know, like, and, and I'm definitely involved in that. I tend to share stuff that are more sports related. That's what I'm passionate about. And I know that's the same for other guys as well, but like what, why is it so much harder to share something about sexual harassment and sexual assault? And then essentially gyms. 
Like I know one is a lot more serious, but it's it's a lot of it is about the inequality between men and women. It's all that's what it's all related to, in a way. And and the differences in the way that we treat men and the differences in the way we treat women. Mm. So, I, I I and I know it's it's tough to be an advocate for something like a hundred percent of the time. Mm-hmm. But. I don't know. I, I, I just think that like we should be trying to like not that one is more serious than the other or one matters more than the other. They both matter. Both well, they're both part of the same problem. Exactly. So it's really the same issue, but one of them I think is a more uh is further from the root, and that could be like the NCAA. Like it's it's a less it's not that it's less serious, but in a way it is less like serious then i feel like the sexual assault and harassment stuff is closer to the core of the problem the uh gym is more of like a macro view it's like mm-hmm. about a result of the sexual sort of stuff um it's interesting like as we're talking about this now this is something that i, that I brought up to you before christian is like want to try and use my Instagram and my social medias for, for good. I want to have it inspire people. I want to stand up for what I think is right. Yeah. I want to use it as my platform. And, you know, we see more injustice this week with Asian women being, being killed down in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And I haven't shared that yet. Failure mm-hmm. on me. That's that's something that I didn't step up to the plate with. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been thinking as we're talking right now about the quote. I think um, Martin Luther King Jr. said this, but injustice anywhere is injustice everywhere. I, I think that's how it goes. I, I'm not entirely sure, but. We'll go with it. And, you know, if you're going to stand up for some of this stuff, like, do you stand up for everything? Or do you only stand up for some stuff? Is it bad if you're only standing up for one thing that concerns you, you know? Is it bad that, like, like how, how do you draw, where do you draw the line of, of what to stand up for and what not to? And that's something I've been struggling with. And th- this attack on, on the eight Asian women where they're, they were killed, they were murdered. Like, I, don't, I don't support that. I, like, obviously, I, I, I want to be anti-racist. I, I want to support the Asian community. Um, but am I going to this, this Asian uh, community support march in, in Montreal tomorrow? If I'm being honest, probably not. And is that a bit of a stain on me? Yeah, it probably is. It is. But we have the energy to to stand up for everything. I don't think so. Some people might think we do, but personally, I think you need to kind of pick and choose what you really want to put your energy towards. But when you do that, when you put your energy towards one thing, 
you cannot belittle another thing. My issues that I think are important be more important than someone else's issues because in the end they're all issues and they all deserve attention. Agreed. You can't weigh like this sexual harassment, sexual assault issue with these Asian uh, women being murdered. They're both horrible issues mm -hmm. that both need to be addressed. So like, I think to round up what I'm kind of saying is like, you see a lot of people that are advocates for certain things and, and they, they try to almost like not twist things, but push their narrative over certain circumstances. And essentially we, you can put more energy to, to one, to one issue, but try to advance all issues at the same time. I don't know if that's possible. I don't know. That, that was I don't know if it is possible either. I, I mean, it is, but it is. I mean, each issue has its own advocates, you could say. Yeah. So in a way, every issue is simultaneously being pushed toward and progressed. Okay. Because it has a group of people who are passionately behind it. What did you say, Marcus? I think I have a better way of saying it. You don't always need to bring light to certain issues, but you can't be putting those issues into a shadow. Yes. You can't be covering them up. You can't be using them to then twist and morph your narrative. And I find this happens a lot with climate change. And I'm someone that is into sustainability, but I find a lot of climate change advocates and sustainability activists, they tend to twist situations to push the sustainability agenda. So I think that's a bit of an example that I think other people- Can you give more of a specific example? Cause I'm curious as to what you mean more like uh, more specifically. I think with climate change, there's so many, there's so many things that need to be done, but some people have just one interest. Let's say it's uh, waste, food waste disposal. And then there's another issue of, of, of clean energy. Like some people will, will say like, oh, this is more important. Like you need to be doing this. It, it matters more. Like in the end, they're all trying to achieve the same objective and they all contribute to finding a solution. I just don't, I don't know. I don't know how we can judge importance when it comes to issues, social issues. I don't think you can Marcus, because everyone's view is subjective based off of what they've experienced about what would be the most important, like whatever you've done the most research on or whatever has affected you most directly will seem to be likely the most important to you. For sure. So I, I don't think it's about raising the importance of any one of them over any of the others. Because like you said, they are all equal to a certain degree, right? Like, and I think it's different when it comes, sorry to cut you off, but I think it's different when it comes to social issues compared to let's say 
economic issues or environmental issues or um what's different what do you mean by that what's different is there's objectives there's it's it's more objective there's there's science that can back how much carbon we're offsetting or science that is saying how much waste we're we're putting in the ocean there's, so if, there's numbers if i'm interpreting what you're saying correctly for like issues that have to do with let's say global warming it's a less subjective more objective issue versus a social issue and therefore it's easier to get behind i i, I don't think it's easier to get behind i think it's easier to evaluate where your energy should go to okay because you don't have those biases well you these because I'm a white male, I'm going to have certain biases when it comes to social issues. But the color of my skin and the, my gender should not affect how I view the environment. They probably do to a, a certain degree, but maybe less so than they do. Less so. There, there are like, there is certain things that can make a difference, but like, can I, can I bring up an example? Yeah, go ahead. I think someone in our position will be more concerned about climate change than someone in a third world country who is trying to get a job and in their country, there's a lot more pollution. There's a lot less care for the environment but because there's more of an economic shift um, like kind of happening there that happened, let's say in the States, you know, 70 years ago in terms of an increase in manufacturing and production and capitalism and commercialization and moving away from farming and all of that. Uh, and I think that's happening in other countries now, but, and that's a huge issue regarding the climate change because they're less concerned about the environment because they, they want that to is, get the standard of living. So for someone in that situation, it, it's a different perspective. So I think in a way, our privilege does allow us to be more concerned about climate change because we're in a situation where all of our other needs are met. And exactly, for sure. And I think it's these things that, it's these biases and also what, you said before was what hits home. And I think that that's part of the reason why I was able to share this stuff about the sexual assault and sexual harassment and yeah. stuff about the NCAA women's basketball gym is yeah. I, I, I wouldn't want to say that I've been around it, but I can see such like I've been to parties we've all been to parties where like a girl has probably been sexual sexually assaulted yeah. uh, whether we knew it or or we didn't at the time we, we were there mm -hmm. and and also just having a sister affects it uh, and then you know this this Asian, uh, these Asian women that have been murdered, I was down in Atlanta, 
that's not really geographic that's not geographically close to home at all and also i i i didn't grow up in an area that that had many asian people in it and these are not excuses i'm not trying to put them forward as excuses i think that there are reasons why i i don't feel as much of an attachment but because i don't feel as much of an attachment doesn't mean that I don't think the issue is important. I hope that made sense. And it's tricky to talk about these things sometimes because everyone, people are nervous that they're going to sound like a dickhead. And I hope you're not thinking that I'm a dickhead because I'm, I'm just trying to gather my thoughts together and in a lot of situation. Are you saying I? You hope I don't think you're a dickhead, or the people listening? Well, just anyone listening. Like, I don't. I think. I think moving forward as well, like these these issues sometimes become hostile between people, and part of that is we got to understand that someone only has their own set of eyes and their own set of experiences, and yes, dude. Nothing really comes out of you being more hostile. It, it, it's really these discussions where people challenge what you're saying in a respectful manner. Yeah. That it's more about educating. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's kind of, I think, the way we got to move forward. Um, I agree with you 100%. I think if you try to educate in an aggressive manner, uh, people will feel attacked and they're going to shut down more than open up. But if you, and it, I don't even know if I like the word educate because when you're saying educate, it implies that the person listening, like you're implying to them that they are not uh, educated and aware, which might be, maybe it's the truth. Maybe it should be said. I don't know. But was, I could see how it can also turn people off because it's like you don't know me but you think I'm not educated you know like you don't mm -hmm. and maybe yeah maybe you're not I, I think though that approach works one-on-one -on -one. when yeah a small group of people with someone because I think protests are needed yeah so I, I went to this one protest well, I've been to two protests in my life, both in the past year, which is actually something that I'm kind of proud of that I, I actually did. Um, I went to the climate march in September 2019. Same. And yeah. um, it was the one in Montreal was the biggest one in the world, I'm pretty sure. Oh, sick. And Greta Thunberg was there, which was kind of cool. Really? And then I, I went to the Black Lives Matter protest in Ottawa. And as I was, the first one I went to was the climate march. And I was there with my buddy, Eric. And I said to him, like, you know, we're all getting together here and we're all like yelling out chants, but like, what, what impact is this really going to do? Like, what, what's really going to change after this? We can all go back home and, and go about our, our lives as normal. Like, what is this going to do? And 
his response was something that I didn't consider, but it, it, it's very logical. Essentially, it just shows awareness. It shows that this is what the people believe in. And just demonstration doesn't seem like it can go a long way, but it actually can have such a big impact because politicians see that, which then, you know, they might change their agenda to, to better align with this large crowd of, of people that, that want these changes, which will help them get reelected. And then once they are, they can, they're held accountable to, to make these changes while they're in office. And then hopefully these, these changes will be made. So I, I think corporations have more power than politicians these days. For sure. And, and corporations see the same thing as well. See, oh, there's 500,000 people marching for the climate. Oh, maybe we should make our products a little more sustainable so then we can capture a bit of this 500,000 person market. That's exactly what I think too. There's, so these things, they do make more of a difference than we think because they have longer term impact. Yeah. Directly, we, we won't see results within a week, within two weeks, within a year, within two years, within five years, maybe in 10 years, we see a difference. And for a lot of these big issues that we're trying to address, like racism, like uh, sexual harassment, sexual assault, gender inequality, um, uh, climate change, I don't know if I mentioned that before. These are big issues that have, have been problems for a while and they're going to take time to change. It's going to take, you know, more education programs. It's going to take more conversations. It's going to take some law changes. It's going to take changes from corporations, like you said, Christian. And, you know, these things take time for processes to change. I like, okay. Yeah, we'll just keep. So I like that you brought up the change. And it's funny because initially we were going to talk about change today and I'm not uh, upset at all with the way the conversations turned out. In fact, I think it's been really interesting to talk about this with you. And that is really funny, eh? It we is. Talking, but We were going to talk about change on a micro level, on an individual level, dealing with it. But now we're talking about global change. Well, and, and individual change though. We have been talking about individual change too, because you're talking about individual awareness earlier and you speaking up and that's change as well. Um, I think it's interesting to note with change, it's not something that is a individual event. It's constantly happening and we're constantly moving through motions of change in a direction. Um, like when you went to the climate mark uh, protest, that is an act, a more obvious act of change, but it's always happening. Uh, constantly in the background it's just every once in a while there's an event that sort of marks a new chapter in the book of change uh which is just kind of i think interesting um there's something i'd like to bring up from earlier and move back a little bit back to social media for a minute i think something that's bothered me when i see or just in general with posting on social media and I'm sharing this not because I think it's true. I think this is what, how I used to think and there's some issues perhaps with it. I see other people post on social media 
and I can see myself post on social media. And it's something that I used to consider as easy to do and superficial in a way because you're making a post, but you're not necessarily having to put any action behind it. And personally, I've always been someone who prefers For example, in business school, and I think there's issues on my end again with this, and I'll bring that up in a second, but I'd still like to frame how I used to see it because I think there's some validity to it. In business school, I used to see other students walking around in suits all the time, and it kind of bothered me because I'm like, well, first of all, we're all students here right now. It, for me, it was something that you can put on a suit and walk around wearing it but it doesn't actually make you like a better student or better business or any of that. It's just like something easy to put on and then people might like you, I don't know. It doesn't make you a better person for what you're trying to do. It's just something kind of superficial. And I think because of that, I always disliked it a little bit, but at the same time, it does represent something, the act of like putting on that suit. And it takes a certain amount of confidence, I think, as well, to, to go out and do that. And it does mean and show something deeper as well on the inside. And I felt similarly with social media posts. It's something I felt superficial in a way and easy to do. So less meaning behind it. But now that I saw your post and then I felt my hesitation, I realized that there is more to it and that it does have more impact i do think there's an importance still to remember that you need to be well-rounded in your like aligned in what you're posting and with what you're doing but both have their role to play and both are important because if you're just doing things like i think the doing and what how you act on a day-to-day basis is more important but if you like social media is a tool to share what you do and how you are as an individual. And if you believe what you're doing and how you are is something positive that could positively impact others, then it is worth considering at least sharing because you can continue to have that positive impact in another way. And also show people that it's acceptable. Like you're making them aware that you're doing it which then allows them to feel like they can perhaps do it as well. So, yeah. Yeah, I think you bring up a good point um, that actions definitely matter more. Like, I can, I can make this post then about sexual assault and sexual harassment, but then if I go out and catcalling a girl, yeah, driving by them, the fuck does that post even mean? Mm-hmm. There's no value to it. So your actions definitely bring value to to the messages that you share like you said people know when you're being superficial people can fucking read the bullshit so like you got to hold yourself accountable to your word because if you don't your word loses value mm-hmm. and going back to what you were talking about of you know, some, sometimes you'd see on social media and it just seems superficial that people are just doing it just to do it. I think that happens. 
I think that happens a lot. And I think that's kind of what has stopped me from sharing this, this post about the Asian, Asian woman that were murdered. I, if, if I am going to share something about it, I want to share something insightful. I want to share my thoughts or my actions. I don't just want to share someone else's Instagram page. Yeah. Because I think it's important that if you are sharing something, you are, you're essentially endorsing it, right? You're putting yourself into it and behind it. And I think there's a lot more impact when you mention why you're endorsing it, why you think it's important, why you think it's impactful. Yeah. And it, it, it can help others become more interested in what you're sharing. The mo I would say just from my own experiences, the times that I actually receive DMs based off of, off of posts are when I share ideas, when I share statements, thoughts, not when I share a photo. People don't give a shit. Sometimes they, they do, but it's more, it's more thoughts that really drive people and ideas, which is funny enough, something Christian brought up on the phone before this meeting is that's something that drives him. Um, ideas. But do you want to get into that a little bit of why ideas drive you? Sure. So I was thinking last night, I was going to bed and for some reason, I just had a thought that really resonated with me that what I love more, not necessarily in terms of what I love more than like other individuals, that's kind of separate. Uh, for me in this in this topic but what i really love more than anything else is ideas and adventure i love talking about and discussing and thinking about different ideas and different ways of viewing the world different perspectives it's just it's so interesting to me and so much fun because an idea oh, i came up with an analogy last night too holy shit an idea to me is like a lens that we use to view the world. And by changing our ideas, we are thinking about different ideas. It's almost like you're wearing, testing out different pairs of sunglasses or different pairs of glasses. And like, oh, the world looks a little different to this one or this one. And it's crazy how powerful the impact of, of different ideas can be on people. I mean, what's the difference between a Nazi and someone sitting here in like Western America they had different ideas in their head. They were gripped by different ideas and then they acted on those ideas. It's crazy. That was like, we're all just people. You know, if one of if someone over there who was raised in the Nazi family and like was a real Nazi had been born right now in Montreal, raised by like a family with good values, I, I'd, I'd be willing to bet like 99.99% they would also be raised they'd be a person who has good values and all of that like i don't think they'd just be a nazi you know i don't think that's something that's inherent you're shaped by your environment and, and ideas i think yeah yeah which is interesting to know because then you can accept people more because it's not them who are right it's not like they aren't racist they've just been taught and accepted these racist ideas anyways so i think ideas are really interesting and i like them a lot and i like talking about them and then I love adventure because it's just fun, man. Like you go on an adventure, exploring out in the, out in the world, you learn about yourself, you face challenges. 
life feels more real i find when you're out doing an adventure and that can be anything that's like anything from going to climb a mountain to like going for a hike in your area or you know going for a walk down the street with a couple of buddies and just going to see what happens or maybe you've got a goal in mind too i don't know it gets me hyped like you face challenges you feel like what you're doing is real like you're going out and you're oh man there's someone over there they're trying to attack you know i don't know i don't know what it is what it's going to be but just gets me hyped okay so i want to share this analogy actually I'll see if how well i can remember it is there anything you'd like to say from what i've just on on what i've just said marcus um it's good i'm looking forward to hearing this analogy okay okay so I think when we eat, right, when you're eating food, ideas are similar to food. So when you eat something, you either, like you can eat something that's healthy for you and you get a lot more energy from it, or you can eat something that's less healthy for you. So you can eat something like McDonald's and you get like a huge spike of energy for half an hour right after that and then you drop down and it's not very healthy for you and it harms your body a little bit. Making a nice, healthy, nutritious meal, high nutrition density so that you don't have to eat as much, but you're still getting more value out of the food. And in that way, we kind of digest ideas as well. But like when you eat food, you get the energy and then it leaves you and you like you crap out the rest. Right. But with ideas, you have them. And you digest them. So you think about them and then you incorporate them, but you don't necessarily leave them behind especially if they're a good idea but you can have ideas that give you more energy like good food they get you excited you know they get you hyped and then there's other ideas that are kind of just there more neutral bad ideas that give you negative thoughts or hold you back yeah i don't know that's just kind of what i was thinking about you know you want to incorporate good ideas that give you positive energy and make you feel good just like how you want to eat food that's good for you I'm not really sure where i was going with this but i i loved the idea last night right now i'm saying it it's like kind of iffy but yeah, yeah no, there's I, something long to share i guess and it's definitely relatable and um, just to wrap up our discussion do you have any yeah. thoughts Just that I've really enjoyed this discussion. I think it was important that we had it um, just for ourselves. I really enjoyed it and it was good to hear your thoughts. And I could see that you are passionate about it, which is really nice. Other than that, I hope as always, someone gets something out of this and I'm excited for our next one because I wasn't expecting this discussion today, but I really enjoyed it. And I'm not sure what's going to happen next in our next discussion but I look forward to it regardless. For sure. And um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I definitely got passionate at different parts. And, and, you know, these are conversations that sometimes make you feel uncomfortable. Even having some, some conversations about this type of stuff with a friend yesterday, and I could tell that I was nervous talking about it. And there... <laughs> It is, it is tough and sometimes you are trying out new ideas. You're testing the validity of them with someone else. And that can be scary sometimes, but it's needed because that validation of whether the idea is 
more right or more wrong is important um, to then shift your ideas moving forward. Um, one thing I would also say is that like, it's never too late to, to start bringing some ideas forward on, on different social issues as well. I know that in our society, we sometimes pressure people to make statements right away when incidents happen. Um, and we don't really give each other time to, to kind of consume our thoughts and evaluate them. And sometimes people do need that time. And if someone does come out and make a statement after a week or after a couple of weeks, um, there's, there's no, no reason to put them down for being late to the game. And let, it's more important to lift them up for actually joining in on the game. And it, it's a lot more empowering and, and will encourage them uh, to continue standing up for what they think is right, which I think is important for, for each individual. And with these conversations, like Christian and I mentioned before, respect goes a long way. And understanding that, you know, Christian brought up that, that idea of, of a Nazi being born in Germany and putting them into Montreal in 2021 and as a baby and, and, and kind of the differences that that we would see and, and he's right we are products of our own environment and our circumstances and experiences and that's something that we need to understand that like it's it's not that person that that might be having those those thoughts it, it might actually be the environment that that has formed those thoughts for that person and that sometimes those things can change. And the only way you can do that is by having conversations with each other, teaching each other and- uh, Listening to each other. Exactly, good, good point there, Christian. Uh, so I don't know what impact this, this podcast is gonna have, but hopefully there is some, and we hope that you found um, this is a little entertaining and, and a bit thought provoking as well. Um, if there's anything that you disagree with or, or thought that um, was a good point, reach out to us. We're, we're always open. And um, yeah, it was a lot of fun doing this with you, Christian, and looking forward to, uh, to some more uneasy and uh, some more uncomfortable conversations moving forward. Me too, Marcus. Me too. Awesome. See you guys.